This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, 91 is an authorised financial services provider. With me today is Hendrik de Toy, who is the CEO of the recently listed 91. Hendrik, your tagline is investing for a world of change, or one of your taglines, and it couldn't be more appropriate in today's environment and also in a future environment. You entered your 30th year as a business on April the 1st. So firstly, happy 30th birthday. And you've experienced, therefore, a fair amount of turbulence and change. But this is probably one that rivals most. Good morning, Lindsay. That is absolutely the case. And change is what we're actually about as active investment managers. And we have to make sense of an ever-changing world for clients and navigate that. And if you don't enjoy it and if you don't relish it, uh, you could be extremely depressed. And and at this point in time, quite clearly, uh, we all have lots of data, but limited insight on the future. So what we must do over the over the coming weeks and months is 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 understand or try to understand how the corona impact on the world economy and markets will unfold and will affect real business and in a sense we are in terra incognita uh, we are dealing with the severe economic consequences from an all out fight against a dangerous pandemic and that is new for many of us but extremely challenging and interesting. It is very challenging and interesting. I spoke to somebody yesterday and I asked him his view on what's going to happen in the future, a very well-seasoned commentator. And he says, Lindsay, I would be lying if I said I knew. Nobody knows. But what you do know, Hendrik, is that there is something different this time and you also have to adapt to this. How has your business adapted to these different circumstances? I think the difference is really the fact that we're facing a health disaster, a war against it, and a consequent severe economic slowdown, which obviously could be addressed by cooperation between all sectors of society, but uh, needs to be addressed if markets were to respond positively. In many industries, business has ground to a complete halt. This leads to liquidity shortages and eventually solvency shortages. And when the wheels of commerce grind to a halt, the economy needs life support. Now, in 2008, it was the banks, uh, you know, which needed support and which, in a sense, caused the crisis. This is different. This is governments shutting down industry. And I think we all have a part to play. Across the the investment structure, banks, asset managers, and of course governments, to make sure we we give business the lifelines to, to get back to the production levels of before, and the timing of that is going to really determine how markets will behave. I've heard a couple of of your interviews with other commentators and read a couple of articles attributed to interviews that you've conducted. And you said in one of the previous interviews that the response to COVID-19 should be warlike. And it has been a war. Uh, COVID-19 has waged war on our health, everyone's health, our economy, and also our community's livelihoods. What's the most important role that 91 as an investment manager 
has to play in this fight. What can you do? Because to my mind, you do have a responsibility. Absolutely. First and foremost, it's it's about being committed to, to, to the welfare of the clients, the clients' assets. Remember, we've been entrusted uh, by them with vast amounts of capital. So we need to remain calm and focused and navigate these markets and position portfolios for the very uh, in the very best way to benefit from whatever recovery may come and also avoid pitfalls. And we at 91 are, are absolutely committed to delivering that and working calmly towards that. Secondly, we will not be able to achieve that if we don't take care of our employees and their family in, in times like these. This is a human capital business. Our people are our business. And in spite of revenue pressures from weak markets, uh, we have been very clear that we have no intention to announce job cuts in these times when our clients need all hands on deck and when we need to be calm and collected uh, rather than internally focused. But more than that, I think asset managers need to think about their wider stakeholder base, uh, including shareholders, when they apply their skills in a situation like that. We need to allocate rationally and sensibly for the long term. You know, we, we can't all run for the gate at the same time. We can't all buy the one, uh, uh, you know, small opportunity that looks great uh, at, at, at the same time. What we're about is making capital markets work properly and price, price risk properly. So I think we should see ourselves not just as, 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 as managers trying to beat a benchmark, but we also uh, act as owners on behalf of our clients and therefore owners and credit providers to enterprises in the economy. And right now, uh, we need to pick the businesses which will survive this, support them, and we need to withdraw capital from businesses which have no hope to uh, uh, survive a, a prolonged downturn. And I think our firm also sits on, or firms like ours, sit on substantial uh, intellectual capital. And we therefore have an obligation to in, participate in the debate about the way out, engage authorities. We obviously work very hard through industry bodies where we have people who play active roles. And that advocacy is not about our business and our short-term interests, but adv advocacy should be about the integrity of the markets and the uh, required response from society as a whole to this challenge, because it is a challenge. It is a challenge. You've sort of answered elements of my next question. And it starts with governments. Governments also have a responsibility. You do, everybody does, but governments in particular. And where there is fiscal room to do so, they are stepping up. And I must say that the South African government has covered itself in a good deal of glory over the last few weeks. So well done to them. But there must be other things that can be done as well. And this is where 91 comes in. How are you attempting to assist businesses and communities during this uh, time of stress outside of your normal financial fiduciary role as custodians of your clients' money. I mean, in, in many of the countries you have a presence, it presents not only a health crisis, but also a humanitarian crisis. Do you feel responsible for that, uh, for the latter, the humanitarian crisis and the health crisis, and you go above and beyond your fiduciary duties? Absolutely, because we are... Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're in the final analysis, a business supported by a broad community in many countries. So so firstly, 
we need to look at how we behave as a business. If we want to help society, we've got to make sure that our employees are adequately secure and protected, also from a health point of view. Secondly, uh, we have to direct some corporate spend to the various efforts, and in particular in the countries where governments don't have the fiscal room to address the issue, uh, you know, to address the issue in, in full, uh, we need to help. And I think, therefore, uh, 91 has also committed uh, 50 million rand to the various solidarity funds in the Southern African region. Yes. Uh, and I think that's important. But more important, all around the world, we must take lead from our staff. And we've asked our staff to contribute generously where they can, and we've provided a, a matching scheme to help. And that means things like the local hospital when they run out of some equipment or when a particular group of nurses don't have transport to whatever, we should at least in our personal capacity and, and leverage by corporate money try to help uh, in this challenge because we're all at war against the coronavirus and against the economic impoverishment that government uh, health policy reaction is causing and has caused. And I think, importantly, uh, in, in markets where government uh, support is not coming through enough, we should also look at special measures with uh, alongside asset owners and alongside other players in the financial industry. And I think in some markets, the banks have really been well organized, uh, supported by the central bank to provide liquidity. I think as as long-term owners of risk, uh, we need to really think about that solvency challenge. And uh, I don't have specific detail, but we're uh, exploring options along with industry bodies of what we could do to make sure that productive business doesn't fall victim to what is sensible health policy. Well, indeed. When on that on that last initiative note, I mean, how would that initiative? You say you haven't got details at the moment, but you mentioned uh, a sum of fifty million rand earlier on in your answer to my last question. But how will the last initiative that you spoke of uh, work in practice, in practical the, terms? No, the corporate contributions are essentially that. In reality, that small change compared to the capital we as an industry uh, have have a mandate to guide. We need to look at that capital pool and say, how can we help perfectly good businesses that are in our portfolios today, which are suffering a severe loss of revenue, a temporary severe loss of revenue because of uh, uh, the policy response to the health challenges that societies face. And for example, businesses that have been shut down or are near in near shutdown position simply because they uh, uh, that they will not have revenue for the next few months and I'm thinking here about the hospitality industry I'm thinking about uh, those industries involved in tourism in transport etc now it's important for economies right around the world that those companies do not just go to the wall and the productive capacity lost, particularly in places where it will be difficult to reestablish them. I think the U.S. being as flexible as it is, is probably the best gear to deal with uh, you know, bankruptcies and reestablishment. And the Chapter 11 laws help a lot. In China, of course, the state was extremely supportive. I think in the markets in the middle, we will need private sector and government to cooperate and to apply skills. And we know our skills in capital allocation as an industry 
uh, can definitely make a contribution in this process. And as I said before, I'm very, very impressed to see how quickly uh, the banking system this time has started to respond to the need uh, that is out there. Let's conclude this chat now and talk about uh, 91, formerly Investec Asset Management, because in my experience with you, and I've worked closely with you over a number of years, Investec Asset Management and now 91 doesn't do things by half measures. You're actually, when I say noisy, don't take that in the, in the wrong way. You are very much, you're very forthright in, in your approach. Now, you're three weeks into into your listing. What an incredible three weeks it's been, because on the 16th of March, you listed. On the 23rd of March, the, the market reached a, a low, the stock markets, that is, many stock markets. It was in free fall. It must have been a hell of a ride for you. Absolutely, Lindsay. But, you know, uh, you've got to... You've got to uh, take on life as it as it is you've got to be bold you've got to be agile you have to go for it and i think we just decided we had a plan we had the demerger to effect we had a subsequent listing and a rebranding and we weren't going to change because of markets because number one we didn't need capital what we needed was certainty and thank heavens we got there because it helped us to be to be in a very clear position to deal with what was coming uh, namely the coronavirus-driven uh, challenge in or, or, or fall in markets. And our clients and shareholders have been extremely supportive through this process. Uh, it's absolutely only right to thank them publicly. But right now, we are actually in the best possible position to deal with the challenges of the markets for our clients. We have a simplified organizational structure. Uh, our culture has been clearly uh, well-developed over many, many years and has has withstood these changes very, very well. And our business is clearly focused. We only do one thing. We manage other people's money to the best of our abilities. All our people are now owners. They're highly motivated to grow the business over the long term and also to withstand challenges like these. So from my point of view, uh, it's very good to have all those corporate restructuring and other plans behind us and to be able to look at the challenges for the next few years and do our best for our clients. And it's been an absolute privilege to witness the calm and professional way in which our people have coped with these volatile markets. And, and, and you know, it's the fact that we could shift within a few days to remote working without a glitch uh, is, is something to be proud of. You cannot buy team spirit. You can't buy experience. You can only earn it over time. And uh, I think the people of 91 have done it. And right now, it's resilient and ready for the challenges. And so, uh, you know, I would not have done anything any different. Hendrik, thank you so much for your time. That's Hendrik Tatoy, CEO of 91.